Greetings, family of God. Greetings, 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 family of God. I hope and pray that you are well today. I hope and pray that everything that you need to happen is happening according to the will and the word of God, and that you are encouraged to keep on moving forward in the spirit in Jesus' name. Good morning, this is Michelle, and I just want to share a few things with you today and have a word of prayer. The Lord woke me up this morning and he began to deal with me and speak to me on the subject of sovereignty. Sovereignty. Sovereignty, in essence, is ultimate and complete authority. Ultimate and complete authority. The rulership of one over all. <laughs> oh, boy, to think about that makes me excited because I know that God is sovereign, that he rules and he reigns in the earth and in the heavenlies and under the earth and everything that was made and is in existence today is under his dominion. Every king, priest, governor, mayor, alder person, everything, everybody, every principal, every CEO is under the rule and reign and uh, authority, final authority of our heavenly father, creator God, who rules. <laughs> oh yes, Lord, thank you, Jesus. God is sovereign. So as you go through your day today, I want you to, I invite you to, I, I encourage you to invoke the presence of the Most High God into the meeting room where you are, that board meeting where you are, that classroom where you are. Invoke the presence and the authority of God and his heavenly angels encamping around and about you and just let the spirit of the Lord fill the room. You don't have to go into prayer. You don't have to make a scene. All you have to do is establish his presence where you are by saying so. For the word of God says we can decree a thing and it shall be established. So where there is confusion, you can speak peace. Where there is trouble, you can calm those troubled waters with the words of your mouth. Take authority. Speak life. Don't allow the dominion of the enemy to continue to wreak havoc upon your life and the life of your children, your grandchildren, your nation, your neighborhood. The power belongs to God and he's put it in you. You don't know how powerful you are, how powerful your words are, how powerful and what authority you have as a true born again child of the Most High God. You walk in the supernatural realm of the spirit where this demonic activity is taking place. God is sovereign and he is expecting you, his children, to take authority 
over these various situations that you encounter, that peace will reign and that freedom will take place, that victory will be won. I am reminded of a recent event the world knows about in Uvalde, Texas, where it is said nobody knew who was in control. That the simple tools that could have been used to spare life were not exercised, they were not used. I'm not pointing a finger of blame against any individual. I'll leave that to the courts and to social media and the court of public opinion. I'm simply saying to you that when God has given authority and he's delegated authority to you, or when a government has given authority to a body, to a system, and that system fails because that authority is not exercised in the proper manner, and the manner delegated, then things will happen that are and will be horrific because somebody didn't step up and use the authority that was given them. Well, sad to say in Uvalde, Texas, Texas, 19 children and two adult teachers perished because authority that could have been exercised, it is reported, reportedly, allegedly, I wasn't there to see it, so I cannot confirm it, but reportedly, there was someone that could have exercised authority, and had they done that, lives would have been saved. Well, that's their business, and I'm going to leave it up to those who are directly impacted and those who were involved to figure that out. I'm going to go to my business, which is the Word of God. And I want to share with you from Psalm 23, because the Lord woke me up this morning and he began to speak to my heart about his sovereignty. And if you understand that God is sovereign, that he has the final word and final authority over everything that pertains to your life, that he is the alpha and the omega, the, the beginning and the end, you will begin to see things from a different perspective. You begin to walk in the authority that has been given you. You will begin to look at situations and problems and such like and understand that these things are only temporary. Man may say one thing, the doctors may say something else, but God has the final word on it. He has the final authority. So you can walk this thing out. You can trust him in the midst of what is going on. The mortgage company may say one thing. The government may say something else. But God, very God, has final authority over everything that pertains to your life, Christian. Everything that pertains to your life, true believer, in the word and the promises of God, he has the power, the authority to change times and seasons 
and circumstances and to allow this to disallow the other. And ultimately, according to Proverbs, forgive me, um, Romans, Romans 8 and 28, to work all things together for your good because you love him. So the question is, do you love him? Do you love Jesus Christ, God's son? Do you serve him? Do you know him? If the answers to these questions is yes, then you can stand on the promises of Romans 8 and 28, for we know that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord, who are the call according to his purposes. This has been the thing, theme of my life. This has been the thing that my, my go-to scripture, when trouble comes, when difficult places arise, when challenges come, whatever is going on in my life that I cannot understand, when grief happens and uh, 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 that which is not in my hands is, is taken out of my ability to change. I know that my God, my sovereign God, my heavenly Father, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, of whose kingdom I am an integral part, that he's working it for my good. And I just say, Lord, work it, work it, work it, work it, work it, Lord, yes. And I just wanna, I wanna encourage you to do the same thing today. Whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're going through, sickness, disease, suffering, sorrow, sadness, pain, surgeries, court matters, housing issues, job issues, family issues, whatever you're going through, whatever, whatever human experience that you may be dealing with that you think is just me going through this like Elijah under the juniper tree. He said, Lord, it's enough. <laughs> take, take my life away. I'm not better than my father's. Besides that, I'm the only one that's standing up for you. He was so wrong. Elijah was so wrong and God had to correct him. He said, listen, Elijah, I have 7,000 that have never bowed their knee to Baal. Okay, so get your head on straight, man of God. You got work to do. I'm saying to you, woman of God, man of God, child of God, you've got work to do. It's no time for a pity party. You have to understand that God is sovereign He's working things out right now while you're having your penny party and inviting others in, how you're on the gossip train talking about how bad things are. Listen, you gotta get out of that place and get in a place of praise and worship and reading the word of God. And then don't stop there because this is the problem for many. They read it, but they never apply it. They apply it, but they don't really believe it. They don't proclaim it. They don't profess it, confess it, decree it, declare it. They keep it bound up in their Bible and it proceeds from their lip when they read it, but it never penetrates the heart. 
if it penetrates the heart, it will change you from the inside out. And once you're changed from the inside out, your words will change, your confession will change, your attitude will change, your health will change. You will change. Oh my God, there's so much, so much I can say on the sovereignty of God. He and his word are one. If you love the Lord and you believe in his sovereignty, you will embrace and read the word daily. It will be your daily bread. You will meditate in it day and night because you hunger and thirst for answers for your life, which can only come from the word of God. Well, I'm going to read to you from Psalm 24 because I want you to hear something. And again, we're talking about the sovereignty of God. Psalm 24. It says, the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? And who shall stand in his holy place? Those are questions. You got questions? God's got answers. To those questions, he says, verse 4, He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessings from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him and seek thy face, O Jacob, Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up ye everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and even lift them up, ye everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Who? Is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Selah. In this Psalm, the Psalm of David, a Psalm of David, Psalm 24. I believe the Psalmist and very God through the Psalmist is inviting you to get to know him, to get to know his power, his authority, his dominion, his presence, his provision, getting to know the king of glory, sovereign God, the one that has all power in his hands. In this Psalm, he's saying, the earth belongs to God. Everything in it belongs to God. 
and all the people who dwell in the earth are God's people, God's children, that God has final authority over everything and everyone in this earth, that there is no king, no ruler, no dictator, no government, and no God that cannot be or will not bow to the authority of our God who is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I speak of our Heavenly Father, King of Kings, the one that sits on the throne and the earth is his footstool. Do you hear me? His power is greater than you can even conceive, imagine, or even think. We only get a tiny minuscule of knowledge about God concerning the vastness of knowledge that there is to be acquired. It would take a million lifetimes and more. So with the tidbit of knowledge that we have today, if we just accept and believe that God is sovereign, that he has final authority, that he is alpha, he's the beginning, he's the end. He wrote the book that represents our lives and he's taken all the ingredients in our lives, the good, the bad, the ugly, the nasty, the distasteful, the ridiculous, the dishonorable, the honorable, all the stuff that makes up the who that we are today. And he's worked good out of it. If we love him, but if we don't care anything about God, then our lives are a mess and they're gonna continue to be a mess until we acknowledge him, until we bow before the throne of God and say, you're sovereign. I trust you, I need you, I want you. Come into my heart and my life take the mess that is my life and make it to something beautiful. Take the sorrow and the sadness that's in my life and give me joy and peace and happiness. Lord, God, do it for me as you've done it for others. Until this becomes our cry and our prayer, yes, our lives are in shambles and we don't know what to do or which way to turn or when sorrow and sadness hits us. When grief happens, when loved ones die, when tragedy takes the life of a five-month-old baby in the streets, shot by gunfire, or a child in the streets, wounded or injured or disabled because of the ravages of sin in the earth realm, we don't know what to do and we don't know which way to go and we don't know where to turn and we blame God because we don't know him. How can you blame a heavenly loving God except that you don't know him? The same way our children blame us for taking away our Skype time or our, our TV time, our YouTube time, our, our uh, uh, um, oh God, you know all of them venues that that children are watching today. I don't have to go down the list of YouTube and the FaceTiming and all of the TikToking. You know what the kids are engaged in now. And when a parent takes authority over that child's life and takes that phone, tablet, or device away and says, no, no more, not today. 
not for a week, not for a month, not for an hour. And he takes that authority. The child may feel like the parent doesn't love him. That he's taking his joy away. When in fact, that parent is saving that child's life potentially. But because that child doesn't understand the ways of a father, the ways of a mother, that child may begin to mumble and grumble and complain and even fall into a pit of self-pity or depression because mama took my phone away. Well, we as parents know that we have to make executive decisions and the children won't like every decision that we make, but we're doing what's best for them. We're telling them to stay home don't go there. They don't understand that we saw the danger and their life was spared because we took action. We're saying, give me the car keys. And they're saying, oh, mama, and they're despairing and they're frustrated and angry and going in their rooms pouting. But we know the danger of that friend that they were about to get together with, of those friends that were about to get in that car with them. And so we took the executive decision, made it, and we executed judgment in their behalf to save their lives. Working all things together for their good because we love them. That's what sovereign God does for us. And he does it because we love him. And he loves us. And he wants to do more for his children. Verse 7 of Psalm 24. It says, Look, look, look sorry. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up ye everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty and mighty in battle. Can you just say with me, God, you are strong. Lord, you are mighty. Lord, you are mighty in battle. Say that. You are Lord of Lords, King of Kings, King of Glory, strong and mighty, mighty in battle. And I'm going to lift up my head to you. I'm going to look to you and I want you to come in. For verse 9 says, lift up your head, O ye gates, even lift them up ye everlasting doors and the king of glory shall come in the lord strong of the lord strong and mighty wants to come in he wants to come into that boardroom he wants to come into that church meeting room where there's so much anger and back and forth and the people just can't seem to get it together in the house of God, these things ought not to be. Let the king of glory come into the room. Let him reign. Let him have dominion. Let him be sovereign. Let him give the directions to the board. Let the 
animosity, the bickering, the fighting, the arguing cease and let the king of glory come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. Selah. People, I want to tell you today that God is sovereign. He wants to come in. He wants to rule. He wants to reign in your heart, in your lives, in your home, in your neighborhood. He wants to rule. He wants to be placed on the throne of your heart. Get that child off the throne of your heart. You've made that child an idol. That child is at your every whim, your every beck and call, everything that child wants, you hop to it and you do it. Wow. Would that we would be so responsive to God. Would that every waking hour we're listening and in tune to God. Notwithstanding the necessity of a parent to care for an infant that is totally dependent upon that parent or upon a disabled child that cannot do for itself notwithstanding that I pray that God will give you the help and support system that you need so that your every waking hour and even your sleeping hours are not consumed with caring for another life because if they are where's your time for God if you don't have time for God to pray, to read your Bible, to seek his face, to go into the house of worship, to create an altar in your home and worship the Lord in spirit and in truth and invoke his presence where you are. If you don't have time for these things, you're not living a victorious Christian life. God is not sovereign in your life and he wants to be. Let me just say this, not to contradict terms. He's sovereign no matter what you do. That's not what I'm saying. You're not experiencing the sovereignty of God and what that means. You're not allowing him to give you peace in the midst of your storm. See, when Jesus was on board that ship, when the disciples came to him running saying, Lord, don't you care if we perish? If we perish, the Bible says he was asleep on a pillow in the hull of the ship. He wasn't moved by the wind and the rain. He wasn't moved by the stormy sea. That ship was being tossed and driven, but Jesus had peace in the midst of the storm. Sovereign God has you in his hands and nothing that's going on in your life today is, God's not upset about it. He's not worried, he's not troubled. He's got this. He's sovereign, he is in control and he will speak peace even in the midst of the storm. 
even in the midst of tornadoes and destruction, as we go into these seasons of storms and destruction, you as a child of God have authority that was given to you by God. You can speak to the winds and they will turn their direction. You can command the storm to cease and be cast into the ocean or into the river or into the lake near you. It can swiftly change its direction as you take authority over that evil wind and send it back in the direction that will not be destructive to you, your neighborhood, your community, or those over which God has given you dominion. You can do it. If you don't believe that, I dare you to try to use your authority and exercise your faith in God the next time there's a storm on the horizon. God will hear and answer your prayer because he's sovereign. He's not gonna answer every single prayer that we pray because there are reasons that he won't even give to us at this time. And that's where we trust the sovereignty of God, that he still will work that thing after the counsel of his own will to accomplish what it is are his intents and purposes in the kingdom of God. Praise God. My time is up. Talking about the sovereignty of God, especially focusing upon Psalm 24 today. This has been Michelle with Mornings with Michelle or Healing Scriptures, wherever you may be listening to me or even on the uh, Daniel Fast 100 Facebook group in the prayer room. I'm saying to you today, get to know the God I'm talking about. If you don't know him, you don't know what you're missing. I said, if you don't know him, you don't know what you're missing. Get to know the God of the Bible. He shows up from Genesis to Revelation. There's not a book in the Bible where God does not show up in a mighty, mystical, mysterious, majestic, give it every description you want to give, but it's God moving by his spirit in a mighty and awesome way. Praise God. Hey, stay tuned. I'm going to be doing a study on the book of Ruth, talking about the sovereignty of God and how he makes a uh, delicious cake out of our messes, delicious pudding out of the stuff we throw into the mix and are so distasteful. Out of our fear, God produces faith and he produces power. Okay, enough for now. This has been Michelle. I'm telling you, you better get to know this God of this Bible. Stop the idolatry. Stop the worship of things that are not of God. Stop worshiping our children. We are, they're on loan to us. You better enjoy them while today is, can be called today. Love them, hug them, speak to them, look in their eyes and tell them about the love of the Savior. Tell them about Jesus, take them to church, tell them the world is trying to lead them to hell, but I wanna lead you to God. Have the faith to believe God to do that. And I pray that the Lord will be with you as you go. In Jesus' name, until we meet again, may the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent, one from another. Let the church say, Amen.
Greetings, family of God. Greetings, 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 family of God. I hope and pray that you are well today. I hope and pray that everything that you need to happen is happening according to the will and the word of God, and that you are encouraged to keep on moving forward in the spirit in Jesus' name. Good morning, this is Michelle, and I just want to share a few things with you today and have a word of prayer. The Lord woke me up this morning and he began to deal with me and speak to me on the subject of sovereignty. Sovereignty. Sovereignty, in essence, is ultimate and complete authority. Ultimate and complete authority. The rulership of one over all. <laughs> Why you think about that makes me excited because I know that God is sovereign, that he rules and he reigns in the earth and in the heavenlies and under the earth and everything that was made and is in existence today is under his dominion. Every king, priest, governor, mayor, alder person, everything, everybody, every principle, every CEO is under the rule and reign and uh, authority, final authority of our heavenly father, creator God, who rules. <laughs> oh, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God is sovereign. So, as you go through your day today, I want you to, I invite you to, I, I encourage you to invoke the presence of the Most High God into that meeting room where you are, that board meeting where you are, that classroom where you are. Invoke the presence and the authority of God and his heavenly angels encamping around and about you and just let the spirit of the Lord fill the room. You don't have to go into prayer. You don't have to make a scene. All you have to do is establish his presence where you are by saying so. For the word of God says we can decree a thing and it shall be established. So where there is confusion, you can speak peace. Where there is trouble, you can calm those troubled waters with the words of your mouth. Take authority. Speak life. Don't allow the dominion of the enemy to continue to wreak havoc upon your life and the life of your children, your grandchildren, your nation, your neighborhood. The power belongs to God, and he's put it in you. You don't know how powerful you are, how powerful your words are, how powerful and what authority you have as a true born-again child of the Most High God. You walk in the supernatural realm of the spirit where this demonic activity is taking place. God is sovereign and he is expecting you, his children, to take authority 
over these various situations that you encounter, that peace will reign and that freedom will take place, that victory will be won. I am reminded of a recent event the world knows about in Uvalde, Texas, where it is said nobody knew who was in control. That the simple tools that could have been used to spare life were not exercised, they were not used. I am not pointing a finger, a blame against any individual. I'll leave that to the courts and to social media and the court of public opinion. I'm simply saying to you that when God has given authority and he's delegated authority to you, or when a government has given authority to a body, to a system, and that system fails because that authority is not exercised in the proper manner and the manner delegated, then things will happen that are and will be horrific because somebody didn't step up and use the authority that was given them. Well, sad to say in Uvalde, Texas, Texas 19 children and two adult teachers perished because authority that could have been exercised, it is reported, reportedly, allegedly, I wasn't there to see it, so I cannot confirm it, but reportedly, there was someone that could have exercised authority, and had they done that, lives would have been saved. Well, that's their business, and I'm going to leave it up to those who are directly impacted and those who were involved to figure that out. I'm going to go to my business, which is the Word of God. And I want to share with you from Psalm 23, because the Lord woke me up this morning, and he began to speak to my heart about his sovereignty and if you understand that God is sovereign, that he has the final word and final authority over everything that pertains to your life, that he is the alpha and the omega, the, the beginning and the end, you will begin to see things from a different perspective. You'll begin to walk in the authority that has been given you. You will begin to look at situations and problems and such like and understand that these things are only temporary. Man may say one thing, the doctors may say something else, but God has a final word on it. He has a final authority. So you can walk this thing out. You can trust him in the midst of what is going on. The mortgage company may say one thing, the government may say something else, but God, very God, has final authority over everything that pertains to your life, Christian. Everything that pertains to your life, true believer, in the word and the promises of God, he has the power, the authority to change times and seasons 
and circumstances and to allow this to disallow the other. And ultimately, according to Proverbs, forgive me, um, Romans, Romans 8 and 28, to work all things together for your good because you love him. So the question is, do you love him? Do you love Jesus Christ, God's son? Do you serve him? Do you know him? If the answers to these questions is yes, then you can stand on the promises of Romans 8 and 28. For we know that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord, who are the called according to his purposes. This has been the thing, theme of my life. This has been the thing that my, my go-to scripture, when trouble comes, when difficult places arise, when challenges come, whatever is going on in my life that I cannot understand, when grief happens and uh, 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 that which is not in my hands, it's, it's taken out of my ability to change. I know that my God, my sovereign God, my heavenly Father, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, of whose kingdom I am an integral part, that he's working it for my good. And I just say, Lord, work it. Work it, work it, work it, work it, Lord. Yes. And I just want to, I want to encourage you to do the same thing today. Whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're going through, sickness, disease, suffering, sorrow, sadness, pain, surgeries, court matters, housing issues, job issues, family issues, whatever you're going through, whatever, whatever human experience that you may be dealing with that you think it's just me going through this like Elijah under the juniper tree. He said, Lord, it's enough. <laughs> take, take my life away. I'm not better than my father's. Besides that, I'm the only one that's standing up for you. He was so wrong. Elijah was so wrong and God had to correct him. He said, listen, Elijah, I have 7,000 that have never bowed their knee to Baal. Okay, so get your head on straight, man of God. You got work to do. I'm saying to you, woman of God, man of God, child of God, you've got work to do. It's no time for a pity party. You have to understand that God is sovereign. He's working things out right now while you're having your pity party and inviting others in how you're on the gossip train talking about how bad things are. Listen, you got to get out of that place and get in a place of praise and worship and reading the word of God. And then don't stop there because this is the problem for many. They read it, but they never apply it. They apply it, but they don't really believe it. They don't proclaim it. They don't profess it, confess it, decree it, declare it. They keep it bound up in their Bible and it proceeds from their lip when they read it, but it never penetrates the heart. 
if it penetrates the heart, it will change you from the inside out. And once you're changed from the inside out, your words will change, your confession will change, your attitude will change, your health will change. You will change. Oh my God, there's so much, so much I can say on the sovereignty of God. He and his word are one. If you love the Lord and you believe in his sovereignty, you will embrace and read the word daily. It will be your daily bread. You will meditate in it day and night because you hunger and thirst for answers for your life, which can only come from the word of God. Well, I'm going to read to you from Psalm 24 because I want you to hear something. And again, we're talking about the sovereignty of God. Psalm 24. It says, the earth is the Lord's the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord and who shall stand in his holy place? Those are questions. You got questions? God's got answers. To those questions, he says, verse 4, He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessings from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him and seek thy face, O Jacob, Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Selah. In this psalm, the psalm of David, a psalm of David, Psalm 24. I believe the psalmist and very God through the psalmist is inviting you to get to know him, to get to know his power, his authority, his dominion, his presence, his provision, getting to know the king of glory, sovereign God, the one that has all power in his hands. In this psalm, he's saying the earth belongs to God. Everything in it belongs to God. And all the people who dwell in the earth are God's 
people, God's children, that God has final authority over everything and everyone in this earth. That there is no king, no ruler, no dictator, no government, and no God that cannot be or will not bow to the authority of our God who is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I speak of our Heavenly Father, King of Kings, the one that sits on the throne and the earth is his footstool. Do you hear me? His power is greater than you can even conceive, imagine, or even think. We only get a tiny, minuscule of knowledge about God concerning the vastness of knowledge that there is to be acquired, it would take a million lifetimes and more. So with the tidbit of knowledge that we have today, if we just accept and believe that God is sovereign, that he has final authority, that he is alpha, he's the beginning, he's the end. He wrote the book that represents our lives and he's taken all the ingredients in our lives, the good, the bad, the ugly, the nasty, the distasteful, the ridiculous, the dishonorable, the honorable, all the stuff that makes up the who that we are today. And he's worked good out of it. If we love him, but if we don't care anything about God, then our lives are a mess and they're going to continue to be a mess until we acknowledge him, until we bow before the throne of God and say, you're sovereign. I trust you. I need you. I want you. Come into my heart and my life. Take the mess that is my life and make it to something beautiful. Take the sorrow or the sadness that's in my life and give me joy and peace and happiness. Lord, God, do it for me as you've done it for others. Until this becomes our cry and our prayer, yes, our lives are in shambles. And we don't know what to do or which way to turn And when sorrow and sadness hits us. When grief happens, when loved ones die, when tragedy takes the life of a five-month-old baby in the streets, shot by gunfire, or a child in the streets, wounded or injured or disabled because of the ravages of sin in the earth realm, we don't know what to do, and we don't know which way to go, and we don't know where to turn, and we blame God because we don't know him. How can you blame a heavenly loving God except that you don't know him? The same way our children blame us for taking away our Skype time or our, our TV time, our YouTube time, our, our uh, uh, um, oh God, you know all of venues that that children are watching today i don't have to go down the list of youtube and the facetiming and all of the TikToking. you know what the kids are engaged in now and when a parent takes authority over that child's life and takes that phone tablet or device away and says no no more not today 
not for a week, not for a month, not for an hour. And he takes that authority. The child may feel like the parent doesn't love him, that he's taken his joy away, when in fact, that parent is saving that child's life potentially. But because that child doesn't understand the ways of a father, the ways of a mother, that child may begin to mumble and grumble and complain and even fall into a pit of self-pity or depression because mama took my phone away. Well, we as parents know that we have to make executive decisions and the children won't like every decision that we make, but we're doing what's best for them. We're telling them to stay home don't go there. They don't understand that we saw the danger and their life was spared because we took action. We're saying, give me the car keys. And they're saying, oh, mama, and they're despairing and they're frustrated and angry and going in their rooms pouting. But we know the danger of that friend that they were about to get together with, of those friends that were about to get in that car with them. And so we took the executive decision, made it, and we executed judgment in their behalf to save their lives, working all things together for their good because we love them. That's what sovereign God does for us. And he does it because we love him and he loves us and he wants to do more for his children. Verse seven of Psalm 24, it says, look, look, sorry, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up ye everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty and mighty in battle. Can you just say with me, God, you are strong. Lord, you are mighty. Lord, you are mighty in battle. Say that. You are Lord of lords, king of kings, king of glory, strong and mighty, mighty in battle. And I'm going to lift up my head to you. I'm going to look to you and I want you to come in. For verse 9 says, lift up your head, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. The Lord, strong of the Lord, strong and mighty, wants to come in. He wants to come into that boardroom. He wants to come into that church meeting room where there's so much anger and back and forth and the people just can't seem to get it together in the house of God these things ought not to be let the king of glory come into the room let him reign let him have dominion let him be sovereign let him give the directions to the board let the 
animosity, the bickering, the fighting, the arguing cease and let the king of glory come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. Selah. People, I want to tell you today that God is sovereign. He wants to come in. He wants to rule. He wants to reign in your heart, in your lives, in your home, in your neighborhood. He wants to rule. He wants to be placed on the throne of your heart. Get that child off the throne of your heart. You've made that child an idol. That child is at your every whim, your every beck and call. Everything that child wants, you hop to it and you do it. Wow. Would that we would be so responsive to God. Would that every waking hour we're listening and in tune to God notwithstanding the necessity of a parent to care for an infant that is totally dependent upon that parent or upon a disabled child that cannot do for itself, notwithstanding that, I pray that God would give you the help and support system that you need so that your every waking hour and even your sleeping hours are not consumed we're caring for another life because if they are where's your time for God if you don't have time for God to pray to read your Bible to seek his face to go into the house of worship to create an altar in your home and worship the Lord in spirit and in truth and invoke his presence where you are if you don't have time for these things you're not living a victorious Christian life. God is not sovereign in your life and he wants to be. Let me just say this, not to contradict terms. He's sovereign no matter what you do. That's not what I'm saying. You're not experiencing the sovereignty of God and what that means. You're not allowing him to give you peace in the midst of your storm. See, when Jesus was on board that ship, when the disciples came to him running, saying, Lord, don't you care if we perish? If we perish? The Bible says he was asleep on a pillow in the hull of the ship. He wasn't moved by the wind and the rain. He wasn't moved by the stormy sea. That ship was being tossed and driven. But Jesus had peace in the midst of the storm. Sovereign God has you in his hands and nothing that's going on in your life today is God's not upset about it he's not worried he's not troubled he's got this he's sovereign he is in control and he will speak peace even in the midst of the storm 
even in the midst of tornadoes and destruction, as we go into these seasons of storms and destruction, you as a child of God have authority that was given to you by God. You can speak to the winds and they will turn their direction. You can command the storm to cease and be cast into the ocean or into the river or into the lake near you. It can swiftly change its direction as you take authority over that evil wind and send it back in the direction that will not be destructive to you, your neighborhood, your community, or those over which God has given you dominion. You can do it. If you don't believe that, I dare you to try to use your authority and exercise your faith in God the next time there's a storm on the horizon. God will hear and answer your prayer because he's sovereign. He's not going to answer every single prayer that we pray because there are reasons that he won't even give to us at this time. And that's where we trust the sovereignty of God, that he still will work that thing after the counsel of his own will to accomplish what it is are his intents and purposes in the kingdom of God. Praise God. My time is up. Talking about the sovereignty of God, especially focusing upon Psalm 24 today. This has been Michelle with Mornings with Michelle or Healing Scriptures, wherever you may be listening to me. Or even on the uh, Daniel Fast 100 Facebook group in the prayer room. I'm saying to you today, get to know the God I'm talking about. If you don't know him, you don't know what you're missing. I said, if you don't know him, you don't know what you're missing. Get to know the God of the Bible. He shows up from Genesis to Revelation. There's not a book in the Bible where God does not show up in a mighty, mystical, mysterious, majestic, give it every description you want to give, but it's God moving by his spirit in a mighty and awesome way. Praise God. Hey, stay tuned. I'm going to be doing a study on the book of Ruth, talking about the sovereignty of God and how he makes... Um, Delicious cake out of our messes. Delicious pudding out of the stuff we throw into the mix and are so distasteful. Out of our fear, God produces faith and he produces power. Okay, enough for now. This has been Michelle. I'm telling you, you better get to know this God of this Bible. Stop the idolatry. Stop the worship of things that are not of God. Stop worshiping our children. We are, they're on loan to us. You better enjoy them while today is, can be called today. Love them, hug them, speak to them, look in their eyes and tell them about the love of the Savior. Tell them about Jesus. Take them to church. Tell them the world is trying to lead them to hell, but I want to lead you to God. Have the faith to believe God to do that. And I pray that the Lord will be with you as you go. In Jesus' name, until we meet again, may the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent, one from another. Let the church say, Amen.